At Easter, let your clothes be new, or else be sure you will it rue. Poor Robin, 18th century English almanac. Oh, wait, sorry, I quoted the wrong thing. Uh, when fresh spring flowers put forth their buds, it's time to get out your Easter duds. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and if you were expecting me to have a guest this week, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Uh, the Reverend Lauren was supposed to appear with me again this week, as we announced last week, but due to a uh, sick kid, she was unable to participate this week. Don't worry, we will have her back next week to, to finish out our Easter series. Uh, but this week, I'm on my own, and I was going to scramble until I realized I didn't have to scramble. I have a book sitting right here. It's the Berenstain Bear. Easter Parade from 2014. This is a Mike Berenstain book. Uh, this is a Harper Festival book because it's not religious. This is one of the uh, non-religious Berenstain Bears Easter books. And although it does mention church, it is not about church. This is about the Bear Town Easter Parade. And what, you may wonder, is an Easter parade? Well, I know what an Easter parade is, you're thinking. It's that fabulous Irving Berlin song. And you're partly right. The Irving Berlin song does have something to do with the modern concept of the Easter parade. Uh, but here's, here's something you may not have known about the Irving Berlin song. Uh, he worked on that song for 15 years. <laughs> and when I read that... I had to laugh because I think of I think of Irving Berlin as someone who probably just rattled off a song of an afternoon. And the fact that he wrote the melody to Easter Parade in 1917, calling it at the time, <laughs> calling it at the time, smile and show your dimple, uh, uh, which he wrote as a cheer up song for women who's whose husbands or boyfriends had gone off to fight in World War I. Uh, and and brings to mind, I believe it was an Onion article from Our Dumb Century, which referred to, an, it had a headline that was like, Irving Berlin pens thousandth cloying ditty. Uh, uh, which, that is what I think of when I think of a cloying song from the early 20th century. Smile and, smile and show your dimple. I don't actually remember the melody of Easter Parade and will not sing it if I knew it because I do not want to get a copyright strike against me, which won't happen because nobody listens to this show. Uh it's the fact that he wrote the original melody in 1917 and then sweat over the song for 15 years. It's like, I've got to perfect the song. And then finally it was like the Easter Parade. Perfect. And he wrote it for a Broadway review called As Thousands Cheer. It became the, the, the breakout song of the show. And then was featured in the movie Alexander's Ragtime Band, uh, which was about Irving Berlin. And then they wrote the movie Easter Parade, uh, which was, which was, okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, it was featured in the movie Holiday Inn, and then by that point, it was such a national sensation that the movie Easter Parade uh, was built around the song. They're like, we've got this song. It was a huge breakout from a, a Broadway review. It was featured in a very popular movie about Irving Berlin. Then it was featured in another very popular movie, uh, uh, Holiday Inn, starring Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby. Let us finally see the song through to its logical conclusion by basing a song, uh, basing a movie 
on the song Easter Parade. We'll call the movie Easter Parade, and it will cement in the in the popular consciousness the idea of what an Easter Parade should be or should have been, because the movie came out in 1948. But it cemented in the American consciousness what an Easter parade was at the turn of the century, in the early 20th century. It created a sort of fictionalized ideal of the Easter parade. But what is, for those who don't know, an Easter parade? Is it a parade? Does it have anything to do with Easter? Do they still exist? Yes, yes, and yes, actually. Easter parades... The notion of an Easter parade, the concept of an Easter parade, goes back to, like, the second century. As soon as people started celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, people started parading about it. Uh, these were solemn affairs. They were held on Palm Sunday. And they recreated uh, Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. So as, as Reverend Lauren spoke of last uh, last episode, they involved people recreating the, the the entry to Jerusalem, the waving of the palms, the the laying down of the palms, and as you can probably probably imagine, uh, through the quote unquote dark ages, the, the the Easter parade was was not a a a a, a, a colorful affair. Um, it was a, a solemn affair. It was a, a sacred affair. And it was a time to uh, to sort of show people, hey, look at us. We're heading to church. So if you're not part of this group, maybe this is a time for you to join in and find out what this whole Christianity thing is all about. Now, uh, now there were several customs that began uh, folding themselves into the idea of an Easter parade, and one of those customs was the 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 notion. I read uh, I read a little couplet at the top of the episode about this that this was the time for you to to for you to buy new clothes, uh, and this started actually fairly early on. Traditionally, uh, you sh uh, people, uh, especially even people who did not have. Uh, that that many resources were supposed to 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 buy new clothes and dress in those clothes to go to church um, special special dress as they as they referred to it so that you could express your your devoutness your holiness that you saved up the money to buy some new clothes uh, for for this event uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Emperor Constantine the first. Um, in the fourth century, ordered his subjects to, quote, dress in their finest and parade in honor of Christ's resurrection. So the Easter parade at this point, still uh, a pretty important event in the church and still had more to do with, with the church aspect of it than the parade part of it. And this went on for a while. Um, and I read to you from Poor Robin's Almanac at the top, 15th century proverb, you know, you, you'll rue the day if you don't dress really, really swell. Now, what we think of as the Easter Parade uh, really started in the 1880s. And then it started, of course, in New York, who has New York City, baby. They got to they gotta commercialize everything. And oh boy, do they ever. The 1880s. Now, also bear in mind that around this time, uh, America in the 1800s was also transforming the idea of Christmas. It was turning from something that was very much community-based and family-based into something a bit more city-based, uh, urban-based, and uh, commercial-based. Something that stores started realizing, oh, there's money to be made off this. And the same thing happened with Easter. And it's because of the New York Easter Parade. What happened was 
New York has some fantastic churches, right? Still does. Uh, uh, I'm going to read straight from this list. Uh, Trinity Episcopal, St. Patrick's Cathedral, St. Thomas's Episcopal. Uh, and these churches started celebrating Easter by saying, hey, we look pretty cool as churches. Let's really gaud it up with some bright colors and flowers. And they, it became a little, a little competitive uh, between the churches. There was criticism as to whether or not the churches should be this gaudy on Easter, you know, a solemn time. But the churches were like, you know what? We're bringing in big crowds with our flowers. Uh, let's encourage our congregations to also become a bit gaudier, a bit more colorful. Let's really, let's really indulge in the spectacle. And so this crossover between uh, this, the, the spectacle of fashion and the spectacle of religious observance started happening. And the well-to-do, and this was, of course, the well-to-do, the people with money, uh, started parading. Uh, on Easter Sunday, from church to church, to show off their finery, and so the people could see their finery. And so people began watching uh, the well-to-do parade in their finery. Uh, so the, 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 the lesser haves, the more have-naughty side of society, uh, who couldn't afford to dress nice, would turn out to watch the people who could dress nice, and they would parade up and down the streets. Uh, and so the the merchandise people at the time, the dry goods merchants, the milliners, were like, hey, we can capitalize on this by advertising our services in lead up to Easter Sunday uh, and by decorating our stores and store windows uh, at the time of the parade so that people can see what's going on. Um, and so it was by the 1870s, the New York Easter Parade, uh, began uh, to to take on an air of uh, well a little a little after the seventies. So, but in the seventies, uh, things started building up steam. Uh, throughout the eighties and nineties, the commercial aspect uh, began rearing its head, and by nineteen hundred, uh, the the New York City Easter Parade was as commercial an event as New York City's as New York's Christmas. Uh, and then this, of course, went nationwide. Uh, the the concept of the of the Easter parade, not as just a community event, but as a commercial enterprise for stores. Now, what surprised me is that as early as the 19, early nineteen hundreds, um, people started drawing a parallel between the the conspicuous consumption going on at Easter and the extreme pressure it was putting on the people who actually had to make the clothes and make the fineries because it was not uh, uh, well-off people who were making these clothes. It was people working in sweatshops who were building these clothes and building especially the artificial flowers that were such an important part of the Easter parade. These are the flowers that bedecked the not only the churches, not only the carriages, but most importantly, the hats and the clothing of the people out on these parades. And so uh, during the Depression, Depression workers began holding their own Easter parades where they dressed in their own personal clothing, which were worn and tattered and carrying uh, banners that refuted the notion of the Easter parade as something to celebrate. Uh, and so the Easter parade became a, a very political thing in, in New York City and in other uh, and on Fifth Avenue because it was a, a symbolic of the of the vast disparity between the upper class, uh, the, the leisure class and the working class. Uh, so keep that in mind. That's just a that's a that is something that uh, that was was pointed out uh, over a hundred years ago, and uh, it's, I mean, clearly it's still it's still going on. Uh, and of course, the Easter parade carried political messaging just because that is what parades do. People started saying, "Well, everyone's watching. 
Time to get out the banners, time to get out the signs, time to time to get my cause out there. But as we noted up top, it was the song Easter Parade that sort of cemented certain things in the in the in the popular consciousness. And I will say in the American consciousness. Uh, and one of those things that it cemented was the Easter bonnet. In your Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it, you'll be the greatest lady in the Easter parade. That is what that put the term Easter bonnet into people's heads, really. I mean, they existed, but it was it was Easter parade that that made the Easter bonnet. Oh, that's a thing we need to be doing. Um, and what it is an Easter bonnet, it's a hat that a lady wears to Easter services and the gaudier, the better, the more flowers and fake chicks and stuffed bunnies on it, the better. That's the Easter bonnet. Um, and the Easter parade. So do they continue today? If you wanted to see an Easter parade today, and I'm just scrolling, I'm just looking at all these pictures from the New York Easter parade. Um, is there an Easter parade that you can go to today? Easter parade, 2022. Uh, oh, heck yes. The Easter Parade and Bonnet Festival, um, still going on. Still goes on, still going on. And you can find those, uh, just, they're all over the world. Just look up Easter Parades. They're still, they're still a happening, uh, in, in your town and, and beyond. They have very little to do with going to church, by the way. I mean, I guess you can go to church if you want to, but uh, I'm looking at the photos of modern Easter parades, and uh, they may as well be Halloween parades with more pastels. And it seems that what a lot of people are wearing is is satirical takeoffs on what the traditional Easter parade is. I mean, there are some people who look like they're taking it seriously, but it's usually, it looks like it's a time to be gaudy and flashy and really just, and really just, have at it y'all can you put eggs on your head then you then you belong in the easter parade uh, uh there it looks wow it looks pretty pretty glam it looks pretty it's a, a glam tastic i, I kind of dig this uh but what is the easter how does it relate to our book today well it's called the berenstain bears in the easter oh the berenstain bears possessive s easter parade and what is it about uh, well, it's about uh, the, the spring and how the robins are singing in the trees and the fresh air is blowing through the house and how Mayor Honeypot says that Bear Country is going to have an old-fashioned Easter parade. Now, again, keep in mind that what we think of as old-fashioned was actually manufactured uh, and popularized by a movie that popular uh, that created that that exaggerated what an old-fashioned Easter. So in any case, uh, and sister's like, hey, I want yeah, because I want to wear an Easter. Let's go, let's do this. I want to dress up. I want to wear my Easter bonnet, my Easter finery. And this book actually will, will does contradict. This book contradicts established canon in the religious books because in the religious books, the one we were supposed to cover today, but we will be covering, uh, we learned that Easter Sunday is a day to go to church and is a day to wear clothes that you don't normally wear throughout the week. Uh, you dress extra special on Easter. Uh, but this book establishes that 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 isn't the case, that the bears don't typically get super dressed up to go to church on Easter Sunday. Uh, uh, the one shot we have of the church is them just wearing their regular clothes, except mama has her traveling hat on. So, uh, uh, two parallel worlds, two parallel existences. Remember, the Zonder Kids books do not exist in the same universe as the regular Berenstain Bears books. In this book, uh, dressing up on Sunday, why, that's a new thing that we're going to have to buy some new clothes for. So the bears go up to the attic to see if they have any old Easter clothes. And Papa finds the uh, the suit that uh, he got married in. 
and it is green and it is moth-eaten and the buttons are popping off and it doesn't fit Papa anymore. But I do want you to know that Papa got married in a in a in a in a in a green a pine pine green suit with a flared collar uh, and gold buttons. I that, I, mean, I just I find that I find that amusing. Sister finds a, a fancy hat and puts it on. But it's falling apart. So they head to the big mall. And I love that they go to a giant mall. It is the, it is the mall from the, the early reader books. It's giant mall. It's hilarious because it is drawn in the flat uh, two-dimensional illustration that it is drawn in the, in the original book. I don't know if that's a nod to the original uh, drawings of the Bear Country Mall. Or if Mike just used it as a template and just figured this was easier, I laughed when I saw it because it does not fit the rest of the book. It's it looks like it looks like a matte painting in the background as they're approaching it. They go to Bear Country Mall, Giant Mall. Brother's not looking forward to this, by the way. Brother does not want to dress up. He thinks that clothes shopping is boring. And brother, I'm right there with you as far as when I was a kid. Uh, there's all kinds of stores in the mall. There's hardware. There's clothes. There's ties. There's toys. There's cakes. There's coats. There's books. There's shoes. Uh, they go into a, I guess, a fancy clothes store, and uh, the mama says, well, we need we need new clothes for the Easter parade. And so the clerk decides to help them buy new clothes. Now, this store, I don't know where this store is, but they have a, a purple suit with tails with a top hat for Papa with a cravat. They have an the world's ugliest dress for Mama. I don't understand. The, the, it's, it's blue with a red sash with yellow sleeves and a heart necklace and a and a like a pirate hat I don't understand. They have a suit for brother that is like candy purple and orange striped jacket with blue pants and a light blue shirt. It, I don't know what the store is that sells these clothes. I mean, these look like gaudy Easter parade clothes, but the fact that you could pick these up in a store in the mall, it had to be like a joke store. <laughs> It has, this is like a spirit Halloween that has repurposed itself for Easter. That's all I can think of. Sister gets off the lightest. She just, she gets, a, uh, she gets an outfit that looks pretty much like her regular outfit. It just, it's a dress. That's, that's it. It's just, it's Sister Bear's, it's Sister Bear's outfit in dress form. Like that's, that's it. That's it. It's just, it's not pants. It's a dress. Honey Bear doesn't have to change her clothes at all. Brother is not feeling happy about this. He's super grumpy that he's going to have to dress up and go to this parade. Uh, so they go to church. Again, not dressed up. They get home. Brother's growling about having to wear a tie. Uh, Papa teaches him how to tie it. Mama is very pleased because everyone looks great. Again, Honey Bear is not a character. She doesn't have to dress up. Then we get this great two-page spread. And I love a good two-page spread. It's Bear Town. It's Bear Town's Main Street. We see town hall. We see a bunch of a bunch of houses. Uh, we see people lined up in their finery. I don't understand really what era they're all supposed to be dressed up in. Some people look honestly. One guy's dressed up like a newspaper boy from like Newsies. One person, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. She looks like a she looks like a ridiculous a ridiculous Harlequin or something. I don't know where these people dug their clothes up. It's all in good fun. One guy has a bowler hat on. The parade's marching through town. Uh, Officer Marguerite's directing traffic. Chief Bruno is dressed as the Easter Bunny. And I want to just do a little call out to Chief. Chief Bruno, uh, dressed as the Easter Bunny, looks very similar to the to the man dressed as the Easter Bunny uh, in Critters 2. And if you haven't seen Critters 2, Critters 2 is one of the very few Easter-based 
horror movies in which uh, the critter's eggs are mistaken for Easter eggs. It doesn't make any sense. These are large, grenade-sized, green, leathery, disgusting-looking objects. They're mistaken for Easter eggs, painted like Easter eggs, hidden for the Easter egg hunt. Uh, of course, critters hatch out of them and start slaughtering the town. But there is a uh, there is a, a gentleman dressed up as as the Easter Bunny. It's very much just like this book, actually, because Chief Bruno is playing the Easter Bunny in Berenstain Bears, and the the sheriff played the Easter Bunny in Critters Two. Is this book a secret Critters Two tribute? Who played the sheriff? David Urson. Oh, wow! And there's even bear stuff there. David Urson. Urson. That's a bear name. Uh, David Urson, who you may know as 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 uh, as I, I don't know what you would know him from. He played the sheriff in Critters Two. He played the sheriff in Critters Two. Uh, he just played a lot of. He was a character actor. Played a lot of. Played a lot of parts, but didn't really have a series. He he played, He was on Murphy Brown twice, but playing two different characters. He was in Halloween Five as the deputy. Um, he's in My Mom's a Werewolf. Uh, he's in, uh, he was on an episode of Sliders. In any case, uh, uh, Critters 2, uh, the main course, I think that's what it's called. Uh, good Easter movie, great Easter movie. One of the few Easter movies. Uh, so the bears head to town. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I, it's a great, I, I, oh yeah, getting back to the spread. It's a great spread. Town looks great. There's a starting line, so everyone gets in line for the parade. The ribbon is cut. And lo and behold, the band is playing the song Easter Parade. Uh, everyone marches past uh, Mayor, Mayor and Mrs. Honeypot. Uh, they think that uh, little Brother Bear, Brother Bear looks really cute in his, in his fancy duds. And Brother just starts blushing like crazy. He sees himself in the store window and he's like, hey, I do look pretty good. And he does. And we know that he looks pretty good because the Bear family wins first prize in the Easter Parade, which caused me to stop and go, wait. You can win an Easter... Wait, that's a thing? Like, you win an Easter parade? Uh, and that, so I look... And they do announce that there's going to be prizes handed out for for best-dressed family, which is what they win. But uh, are there prizes in an Easter parade? Are there prizes in an Easter parade? Do you get... Yeah, I guess you, I guess you can win in an Easter parade. It seems... I don't know. It seems contrary to, like, the Easter spirit to be to be given prizes. But, you know... I guess I guess you gotta I guess you gotta sweeten the pot a little bit if you want people to participate in your Easter parade. But that's it. That's the Baron St. Bears Easter Parade. Is this book any good? Yeah, it's cute. Uh, it's very colorful. This is a super colorful book. There's there's a, a level the the HarperCollins books from like when they switched over to HarperCollins up through a certain era have a coloring to them that is it's very bright uh, it's almost garish but i like it it makes the book stand out for the era uh, and i like and, and this being an easter book it's appropriate yeah i like this book i like the layout uh it doesn't have the weird sketchy look that some of the earlier books from this era did so it it, it the, the the colors pop the character is really pop um honey bear doesn't do anything i don't know why they didn't dress honey bear up maybe they did there's a few hearts on her it looks she looks very valentiny but uh, all the other bears pop. It's always nice to see your bear family wearing uh, various various different clothes. But this does raise a question, and this is the big question I have. So the New York Easter Parade, huge glam, big blowout, fun to go see, uh, similar to the Thanksgiving Day Parade, except that Easter is a thing that not everyone celebrates, right? Uh, I mean, clearly not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving, but there's, I don't know, it's, 
it feels different to have an Easter parade, but it is New York. It's big. It's glam. You can sit in your apartment and ignore it. You have a small town like Beartown, and they're like, hey, we're going to have an Easter parade. This, to me, is where things get a little bit, I don't know, a little dodgier because if you don't celebrate Easter, this feels more like this is the thing we do after church. It starts after church. We dress up in exaggerations of our church duds. If there's any bears in town who don't celebrate Easter, this is a way of really just saying like, you know, sorry, you're not participating, but it's going to stand out that you're not here. And But if you are here, you're kind of going against like, I don't celebrate Easter, especially if like it's, you know, you could be like me and be like, I just celebrate the secular aspects of Easter. But you could also be like, hey, I am of, of a faith that not only doesn't celebrate Easter, but like, d- d- like, like firmly doesn't celebrate. Like this is just not a thing. Like this is not part of my family's tradition. Uh, it's not. And it's, it's weird that like my whole town is like celebrate. Like, it's one thing if most of the town goes to church and does that, but this is really just there, there's civic money that is being poured into this. And now I feel weird. That's what makes me like, that's where I, I take pause with the idea of the Easter parade. And I understand that some towns do like Christmas parades and stuff like that. I understand that as well. For some reason, the Easter parade really stands out to me just because it's a, it becomes a civic thing and it's hard to separate the church aspect from the, the rest of the aspect when it comes to the, be, I don't know. I don't know. I normally, this book would have come after last week's book where don't worry, we, we, we discuss the separation of the secular Easter with the sacred Easter, uh, cause the book actually gets into that a little bit. So hold on to your Jose's, um, also I wasn't intending to have an Easter book next week because next week is Passover. Uh, Passover begins uh, Friday and it is weird. I mean, Passover and Easter frequently overlap, uh, but because they're both, Easter is always on a Sunday. It's, I don't understand how they, it, different churches figure it out different ways, but Passover is, you know, the Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar and it's based on other things. So Passover floats a lot more than Easter does. So sometimes they overlap Sometimes there's not much of an overlap, and sometimes they don't overlap at all. Uh, but this time they really overlap. Like th- this is like the first night of Passover is is just a couple of days before Easter, and it's I mean it's on you know, what 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 you know people who celebrate Easter think of as Good Friday. So there's a lot of there's just there's and this our family celebrates you know Passover and because of me Easter. Uh, but only secular Easter. So I wasn't going to have an Easter episode next week, but because of the rescheduling, uh, I'm going to figure out a different way to do it. Uh, maybe I'll release it. Maybe if I can get it edited, I'll release it early so that it doesn't overlap with... That's what I'll do. I'll see if I can release it. I am actually going through this in my head. I'm trying to keep things fair. And uh, and this book sort of brought that out. Where I was like, oh, there's a lot of cross... Like, There's a lot of... This is butting up against other things. So... Don't worry, I'll make it work. It'll all be good. Uh, scheduling is a bear, haha. And uh, and uh, I just want people to have a good time and talk about the Berenstain Bears and use these books as a way to sort of talk about other things, which is what we do. So that's the Berenstain Bears Easter Parade. If you celebrate Easter or you want a decent Easter book, uh, go ahead and pick it up. Uh, it acknowledges, it it, it it nods at church, and then it moves on. So uh, yeah, 2014, and of course you can just hop on wherever you buy books and buy it it's a good it's a good one it's a good mic one uh i like the bears i like i like doing this so thank you all so much for joining me thank you all so much for being part of this 
weird experiment called Deep in Bear Country, Bear and State Bearcast. Uh, it's April. In May, I'll be celebrating our seventh year doing this. So uh, uh, raise a glass. Well, we'll raise a glass when, when that happens. Uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, have a good rest of your week. Have a good rest of your weekend. Have a good... Uh, day i guess hopefully it stops raining here at some point and we can actually enjoy uh spring uh and i'll see you all next time deep in bear country